0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is October 31st, and our reading comes from Hebrews chapter 2. Now, before we jump into today's reading, I need to share something very important with you. Today is the two-year anniversary of my only hole-in-one. There you go. I thought that was really important you. <laughs> that'd be really, <laughs> really, really memorable for all of you. <laughs> okay, back to the scripture. Hebrews chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Here's what he says. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard. Or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So, what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus Himself and then delivered to us by those who heard Him speak? And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. So the author of Hebrews says, listen, God has made it plain and obvious to us. Jesus is the Messiah. And throughout the Old Testament for thousands of years, there was all kinds of prophecies. The prophets predicted the coming of the Messiah, described what he would look like. Jesus came. And then the author of Hebrews is saying, and not only did he show up, his message and the miracles, especially the resurrection of Christ, confirmed he is the Messiah. So how could we turn our back on the Savior and go back to religion and then think we're going to escape God's judgment. No, God has made salvation, forgiveness, mercy, grace, a relationship with him available through his son, Jesus Christ. Same thing is true for us. The evidence for Christ, the evidence for the resurrection, the historical evidence of his life and power, the truth is, is overwhelming. Any open-minded person who looks at the life and the impact and the resurrection of Christ can see that he is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And hopefully they'll open their heart And put their faith and trust in him. But if we reject what is obvious, if we reject what is clear, then we're going to be held responsible. It reminds me of what Paul describes in Romans chapter one, when he says, what was clear, what they could clearly see, they rejected. And so at the end of the day, I think the the question we have to wrestle with is, is the issue really the evidence or is the issue really my will? And I had to be willing to humble myself and submit to Jesus as my Savior and my King. Now watch this. Verse 11, he says, so now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same will father. What a powerful statement. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call believers his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. What a fascinating thought that when you and I put our faith in Jesus for our salvation, we are born into God's family, his seed, the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual birth. God becomes our father and we become the brothers and sisters of Jesus and joint heirs with Christ of the kingdom of God. This is the greatest news in world history, is that there's a God who loves us and sent his son to rescue us so that we could be born into his family so that we become the children of God, the brothers and sisters of Jesus. and all heaven, the kingdom of God belongs to us. What an incredible promise. What a great hope we have. Man, that is good news. Now watch this, verse 14. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son, Jesus, also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who had lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. So just as in one man, Adam, death entered into humanity into the world through one man the second Adam Jesus who also came in human flesh but lived a perfect life and then offered his perfect life as a sacrifice to pay for the sin of mankind so that we could go free so the point he's making is that Jesus didn't just come spiritually he had to take on human flesh. He became a man in order to be our substitute, in order to go to the cross, to pay our debt so that we could be set free, so we could be forgiven, so that we would no longer fear death. We have, through our faith in Jesus, eternal life. Then verse 16, we also know that the son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us. I just love that. Everything that you and I experience and go through and struggle with, everything about humanity, everything that is common to man, Listen, Jesus has walked in our shoes. Jesus has had those experience. Jesus has had those struggles. I love that he has experienced in every respect life like we have. And then he says, like his brothers and sisters, that's us, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Isn't that good? He is our merciful. Why is he merciful? because he understands what we've been through. See, when you've been through something and someone else is suffering in a similar fashion, it is easy for you to be merciful. For example, one of the ministries that was started by a family in our church is called Freedom House. And it's a ministry that ministers to single moms and their kids. And man, I have such mercy and compassion for these women because I grew up with a single mom, right? So what I've been through has produced mercy in me for women who are going through that same struggle. Well, that's what the author of Hebrews is saying is that Jesus has walked in your shoes. He's been through what you're going through. He struggled the way you're struggling. And so he has mercy for you, in that encouraging, He has mercy for you. And He is faithful to you. He's not going to give up. Everybody else might quit on you, everybody else might walk away from you. No one else may be faithful to you, but Jesus is faithful. In fact, He's faithful even when we are unfaithful. He is a merciful, faithful high priest. What is the role of the high priest? The high priest represents the people before God. He's our high priest. He's our brother. He stands before the Father to represent us, to make intercession for us, to defend us, to be our attorney, to stand in the gap for us. He is a faithful high priest representing us before God the Father. Man, isn't it good to know that Jesus is, is standing on our side, in our defense, his brothers and sisters. He's a faithful, merciful high priest. Man, I just love that. You know, so many people, I think their perspective of who God is, is that God is is just this angry, distant, cold, insensitive God. But when we look in the face of Jesus, and remember, Jesus came to reveal the heart of the Father to us. And when we look in the Gospels and we look at the life and ministry of Jesus, in the face of Jesus, we see a merciful, faithful high priest who is our brother and defender. And I just want to, man, let's trust him. Let me pray for you. Father, God, I pray that you would help us to really embrace this powerful truth, to know that God is with us. We're so grateful that the evidence is overwhelming. It's very easy to put our faith in Jesus. It's not a blind leap of faith. It's faith in the truth. God, we thank you for that. God, we thank you that because of our faith in Christ, we've been adopted into your family. That we are the brothers and sisters, joint heirs to the kingdom of heaven. God, we're so grateful for that. We're so grateful that Jesus was willing to take on human flesh, to suffer the way we suffer, and to offer his perfect life on our behalf for our forgiveness and redemption. And God, we're so grateful that you have walked in our shoes that you understand that you that you care and that you're compassionate and merciful because you've been there you've been to this experience and god we just pray that you would help us to lower our defenses and to open our hearts and to press in to jesus and to trust you to trust you with our hearts god thank you for loving us so well continue to build and to strengthen our faith help us to follow you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. You remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.